You're listening to Quantum Childhood, a Tales from the Loop actual play podcast presented by Geek at Arms. My name is Brian, I'll be the Game Master. Let's introduce our players. Hi, I'm Christian. I play Enzo, the weirdo, who's uh, 14 years old. Well, hi, I'm Jacob. I play Kevin, the popular kid, who's like 13 or something. I'm John. I play Joe Mar Smith. I'm the rocker kid, about 14 years old. Uh, I am Jacob, not the same one, and I play Cody the Hick. So my character's name is Mo. She's 12 years old. My, my name is Yolanda. This is episode three of the four seasons of Mad Science, Quantum Childhood. Apologies for the crummy audio quality on this episode. Okay, so I have questions before we start. No. Yes. Uh, Jomar. Yes. How old is Krista? So Who she is, is two years older than me. Okay. And I just turned 14, so she is. She'd be 16 then. She's 16, yep. Uh, Enzo. It has been about three weeks since the events of the last game. Have you gone home? I think I made one more run and then started hiding out at the uh, group hideout. Okay. Just kind of is school back in session. Yes. We are in the first week of school this game. So So much trouble. (laughs) Oh, and don't forget you did come over a couple of times to spend the night because you know, home cooked meal and everything. Right. Yeah. Take some showers. (laughs) They worked out a system of, uh, you know, yeah, you, you know when you can slip back into your house when your dad's not there. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Cody. Some pet food. Yeah. Do you want to be a cop? Mm-hmm. Who's, who's your cop hero? Man, I'm not. I'm not up to date on the cop culture of the. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was an iconic '80s cop or an iconic Texas cop. T.J. Hooker. Yeah, oh, there you go, T.J. Hooker. I was thinking <laughs> Texas Ranger, but that. Was... Yeah. That started in the early nineties. Yeah. Oh, what what did you say the this this guy's name was? Uh, T.J. T.J. Hooker. Yeah, that was uh, William Shatner's role uh, after uh, after he left um, Star Trek. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, no, okay. I will I will take your word for that, even though I don't get the cultural reference. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great. It was just his name, but he was an awesome cop. He's great. Great. All right, Kevin. Yeah. What did you or your parents tell Mr. Duchendorf about his dog? Oh, that's a sore question. <laughs> okay, so we buried the dog. The dog was dead and gone, buried. Um, let's see. And I was, I was actually babysitting him, dog sitting him, right? Your family was, yes. Okay. I think they, they probably actually entrusted the dog to your parents. Oh. But they're responsible and left it with you. It's a good learning opportunity for you. <laughs> Yeah, and then they promptly left the state. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm not. I feel like I'm an absentee child. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I told him. Um, I'm assuming Chuck did. Chuck did something. No, uh, that bad storm we had. He's he got spooked and ran off, and we looked everywhere for him. But uh, yeah, we okay. just never. Finished. And apparently I didn't write down all of the, the questions because I don't have one for Mogu. So um, I can't think of anything. So let's get on with it. First scene is Enzo. So you've been hiding out in the, uh, the bolt hole, sneaking back to your house to get supplies whenever you feel like you can get away with it. 
visiting Jomar occasionally to get a home-cooked meal. Visiting Jerry Birch at the pet store. Uh, you had to apologize about the rats. Rats, of course, but he wasn't terribly upset about that. They were just overflow from his perspective. They're for experiments anyway, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, first week of school, there's no way around it. You're going to have to see your dad. He's going to need to sign some kind of a form so that uh, you can go to class and everything is on the up and up. After the first day of school, you've got the form that you need signed in your hand and uh, you're trying to figure out how are you going to get it to get him to sign it and yet still get away. So where are you and what are you doing? Well, I think I'd just head home and sort of just wait until that 7.30 hour when he would uh, walk in the door from work and yeah, just plan to have a, have a talk. All right. So the sun is getting low in the sky. It's casting long, long shadows across the living room, reaching out toward you like black skeletal hands. As your father opens the door, it opens slowly with its ominous creak. And he's silhouetted there in the door, and he sees you and says, Enzo, where have you been? It doesn't matter doesn't matter i have had the police combing for you which by the way you have seen no signs of police looking for you i've had the police looking for you everywhere and you say it doesn't matter that's right i mean who kills rats as punishment (laughs) i should have the police coming for you a pair of little lab rats nobody in this town cares about that i had to do something to make it clear to you that i wasn't going to put up with your shenanigans anymore just don't get why you're so controlling. I mean, I asked, like, other kids can stay out for the night and go camping. Like, why do you have such a tight leash on me? Make an empathize role, please, for me. All right. I can't see if that was success. <laughs> <laughs> no successes. Look, it's nothing to me what other kids do, what other parents do about, about their kids. If they want them to be running around all hours of the night, that's their business. It's none of mine. Now, I've made it clear what I expect from you, and you have not measured up. You haven't been back at the house for, what, three weeks? You're no son of mine. You might as well just stay gone. Well, fine. I've gotten used to it anyways. I'm just going to pack my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So he stomps by you to pass you to the kitchen and just doesn't even make eye contact anymore. Did he leave? uh, Did he come home with his briefcase or yes if uh if he's far enough away i might want to try to have a look in it because i never i don't know like what he actually does for work right okay uh make a sneak roll nice (laughs) that there are any bonuses to sneak you find something unexpected or more than more of what you were looking for okay oh yeah uh so he has a, a lot of papers um a couple of uh, what look like some kind of scientific reports, lots of diagrams. You recognize a little bit of uh, like electromagnetism, physics stuff, lots of math equations that you don't even recognize the symbols in. Uh, and there's also a, uh, a device in there. It's about a foot and a half long, stored diagonally wedged into the, the briefcase. And it has stamped on the end of it the... Uh, 
uh, logo for the Department of Defense. I think I'm going to try to take as much as I can, at least the papers. I, I think I just want to get a good look at the at the device. You might notice if that's going, but I'll, I'll take like half of the papers. Okay. So you steal the papers, get the briefcase closed back up before he can see it. As a side effect, you also got a couple of examples of his signature. So with your art skills, you no longer need him to sign anything. You could forge it. Who needs a father anyways? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you make your uh, way out of there and he just lets you go. Next day, well, a couple of days later, it's Wednesday. Jomar, you are at school. Class is just let out and a lot of the other kids are talking about their weekend plans. You're still not real sure about fitting in with them, but uh, you're kind of lurking near the edge of the, the conversation. And they start talking about a party that they're planning on Friday. So, man, it is going to be so wicked. They've had this, this great light show every night the last, like, three or four nights. It's just been so cool. You guys, you guys come in. It's out at that country club by the golf course. And several of them say, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. And the, the kid who's talking says, okay, well, you got to get an invitation. So uh, go, you got to talk to Shelly and, and she'll make sure that you get an invitation so you can get in. Cause they'll, they'll kick you out if you don't have, if you're not, don't have an invitation. Do you want to break in on that at all? No, I'm just going to take that in, try to remember her name and maybe <sighs> share it with my crew. All right. Elsewhere, Kevin, Cody, and Mogu. You are all in the same homeroom class. All right. Uh, and <laughs> a representative of the Loop facility has come in and is demonstrating they've just installed this brand new terminal to DARPA's mainframe. Now, it's got a lot of uh, security on it so that you can't get into anything secret, but it'll give this, the students access to some supercomputer power. And over the next few weeks, everybody's going to be learning how to how to use the mainframe and how to do calculations on the supercomputer. And so I imagine Mogu is pretty excited about this. Not showing, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> As the class moves on and they're, they're going on to, into other topics, nobody seems to be paying attention and uh, you've got access to that terminal. Ooh. Are you going to do anything with it? I mean, yeah, what kind of fun on it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, make a program roll and let's find out. Uh, not program. Let's make it calculate. That's got, uh, yeah, those questions still aren't really great, but whatever. How can I use it? <laughs> <laughs> One success. Ding. All right. So you managed to uh, get logged in and uh, you even managed to connect your personal account to it. And you see that you've got an email from Dexter. Ooh, what does it say? Uh, it doesn't actually say anything. He sent you a file and it's encrypted. Mm. And I see. You want to try and break it open here? Mm, that's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. So you open it up and uh, start running your, uh, this time, uh, program role, because you're needing to, to do some software stuff. Ouch. <laughs> Ooh, no successes. Mm -mm. All right. You managed to open it up, but in the process, you trip something and uh, you get a little alert flashing in the, the corner of, your, of the screen. It says unauthorized access. Mm. Can I try to fix that somehow? <laughs> uh, sure. Try to make another program roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, Under pressure. 
<laughs> you are typing furiously, managing to close makes- ports and uh, do all kinds of other arcane computery stuff. Uh, and you just barely get it cut off from whatever intrusion countermeasures you'd tripped when the teacher notices what you're doing says, I don't even, would she call you Mogu? She probably wouldn't. No. What's your actual name? Mm, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Too late, you're Margaret. Oh, goodness <laughs> grief. I have wow. to end up with that name somehow. My dad wow. wanted to call me that. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <sighs> Margarita. What are amazing. you doing over there? Get off that computer. You're not supposed to be doing that right now. Uh, Cody, Kevin, do you have any responses to what uh, is going on? Uh, Kevin's like, uh, hey, teacher, did I show you the uh, my uh, diorama about a pigeon? <laughs> uh, give me a charm roll. A charm roll. All right. Uh, well, I don't. I guess my jacket doesn't really help right here, but uh... no, she's not impressed by your cool jacket. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, but she is distracted long enough that if Mogu wants to download that uh, file onto a floppy disk or something, she can grab it. Hey, nice. Sure. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So five and a quarter. The, <laughs> you pop the big five and a quarter inch floppy drive, floppy <laughs> disk in there. Download that. <laughs> the actual floppy, floppy drives. <laughs> I still have one somewhere. Cody, do you have any responses? No, it seems like Kevin handled this situation. All right. So you've got the disk. And uh, let's say after school, all of you guys gather at the library. Now the library is open for you. You don't have to sneak in anymore. And uh, you use that, uh, the computer there to examine what's on that disc. Uh, hey, Mogu. Enzo, what's up? What's going on? We're in a hey. library. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Keep it down. Hey, dude, what's happening? Uh, I might need a few more showers at your place. Okay, man, just let me know. I'll get it set up. Hey, we're having lasagna um, tomorrow night. (laughs) Sweet. And garlic bread. I'll be there. Okay. And uh, while you guys are on your way to the library, uh, there's a lot of uh, activity, official-looking cars driving around all over the place, most of them uh, headed toward the Department of the Interior buildings and to the Loop. There's something that stirred the hornet's nest, so to speak. Something going on. Uh, at the library, you open up the file that Dexter sent, and uh, it's a message. You had asked him to look into Enzo's mom for you, for him, uh, because he was always concerned what happened to his mom, the mystery around his dad. And Dexter has found nothing. And not just that he's found nothing, but has found that Mr. Keats has no record of ever having been married. Mm. And I knew it was something dodgy about the guy. <laughs> and there's no birth record for an Enzo Keats. As Pardon. far as Dexter can tell, Mrs. Keats and Enzo don't exist, at least not on paper. Hmm. Uh, it says he'll keep digging into uh, Mr. So Keats. So weirdo is weirder. Yes. He'll keep digging into Daryl Keats's life, but so far the only thing he's found is an address for an office uh, near Oasis Park. Oasis Park. And this seems like it's probably... Oh, no, forget that. I'll let you guys come up with your own ideas. <laughs> hey, Kevin? Kevin? 
Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember Shelly? Oh, do, yeah. Yeah. Did Did you, you know went, that she's uh, having a party? Oh, yeah. Were you invited? I was. Um, no. Um, you think maybe you could score us some, um, some invites? Yeah. You, you, well, you remember when we read Romeo and Juliet last week? Yeah. 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 We're totally going to Romeo and Juliet that party. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I don't know uh, what that means. <laughs> yeah. Do I, I, do I have to play the skull again? <laughs> oh man. Oh no, we're just gonna sneak in. Oh dude, I was just kidding. That's Hamlet. I'm sorry, I was getting the wrong story. I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm pulling your leg, man. Uh but that but you can score us some invites, man, because I I mean, if you guys are going, I wanna go, but if if none of you guys are going, I I don't I don't care. Kevin has a plus one. Wait, say what? Kevin has a plus one, so he can go himself and bring one other person through the front oh. door. It's a oh very yeah, organized yeah, yeah. Par- middle school uh, party. <laughs> I've got a plus one, but I mean, like, I've got a, I've got a plan. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's plus one, right? So, uh, if that math stuff works the way I think it does, that just means <laughs> different person one at a time. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll just have to avoid the numerous security guards at this middle school party. Oh, so there are security guards there. I'm not really sure. Okay. I don't want to get you in trouble, man. I I just overheard him talking. I didn't really want to, you know, butt in or whatever, but I was like, well, you know, Kevin's, you know, Kevin's our, our popular guy. So he, he's got to know about this, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be fine. There's okay, no way- cool. I mean, you're, man, you're a pal. We really appreciate it. <laughs> He, and uh, did did everyone hear the thing about Enzo not having a birth record? Yes, all of yeah. you are aware of that. Oh, okay. Right. Kevin looks at him and is like, or he maybe pulls Mogu aside and like asks her in a whisper, like, "Do uh, is is he an alien? <laughs> what are our odds?" I don't think that he's an alien, but it's something dodgy about his dad. And I think it's worth checking it out. I mean, that guy is weird. He, not not everybody kills rats like that. Yes, because of rage. Hey, Mogu, what what did you say the address was? It's uh, near Oasis Park. Because Co- Cody's gotten a map out. Because cool. I, so I saw this I saw this TV episode the other day about uh, a missing persons case. So I figured we should see if there's anything. That might be suspicious around that uh, that area, like, like a hospital that he stole a baby from, or <laughs> a front for a uh, a mob business that you know traffics people. I don't know, just an idea. Yeah, no, that we totally should go and check it out. I mean, so that's I, what I, I think. spread my map out, and what's where's this place on the map? Uh, are you looking at the uh, the big map in roll twenty? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I can uh, send this to the map layer, and then you'll be able to see it. See that too. So while Cody is is getting this out for everybody, I I kind of get over kind of close to Enzo, and I'm like, "Hey, man, have you have you gone to your house yet? To have have you run into your dad? What what's going on there?" Yeah, I took care of a couple of things. Uh, oh, which reminds me, and then I think I 
pull out of my bag the sheet of papers that I managed to slip. And I also had drawn the device that was in there and kind of laid it out on the table with the map. Okay. Is everything cool? I mean, are are you good? I mean. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm I'm not going to live there anymore, but uh, things are good. Oh, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. uh, Um, All right, dude. Just, I mean, let me know, man. I'm here for you. Okay. I mean, just let me know. Lasagna showers. Right on. (laughs) Right on. All right. Um, but in general, Enzo looks kind of a little shell shocked hearing the information about the no mother and just wow. sort of watching everyone sort of talking about him as a little wide eyed off to the side. You're another alien. So Enzo, <laughs> Enzo, Jomar, and Mogu all have mind scores of four or better. So all three of you give me a comprehend check. Comprehend? Okay. We're not smart enough, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing a comprehend? No. Who did I say? On my character sheet, I only have one in the comprehend. That's fine. You've all you've already got you got a, a mind score of four though. So I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. I didn't. That's fine. We've got more than enough successes elsewhere. Sweet. Okay. So Enzo, uh, you guys are looking through all of these papers, and there's a lot more about the the science stuff that you really don't understand, but you've also got a memo that your dad wrote to somebody else whose name has been blacked out. It's been redacted. Mm. And it says that the boy is the proof, but if, if this is what it takes, then he's going to repeat the experiment Friday night at nine. Was this read aloud? I don't know. Did you read it aloud, Enzo? Uh, yeah. Would mutter it under my breath. and <laughs> uh, Friday night at nine. Do you think it's this? Wait a minute. They're going to do what Friday night at nine? Sounds like they're going to run another experiment, but we don't know where exactly. Oh, on somebody? I don't know. Dude. Okay. This is getting really weird. Boy, it's proof. Huh. As long as they're not running the experiment on me, but. That's what I'm betting. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> I kind of want to hide you in the, you know, in the hiding place and in our place. Potentially. Yes. Surveil so you, you make sure you go nowhere. In the rest of the session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll so just I say think... you got lost in lasagna. Hmm. All right, so we got to find where they're. We got to find where they're doing this other experiment. Oh, um, and maybe I need twenty-four-seven surveillance or company, <laughs> perhaps. And uh, you think? Not just my salamander in the in the hideout. And Miss Peabody. Oh, Miss Peabody. Yes, we've gotten very close. <laughs> so. <laughs> Nice. Your verbal skills haven't improved much having all those conversations with a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Corn? <laughs> <laughs> did, corn? Was it the beginning of spring when this ha- all the last stuff went down? Oh, it's three weeks ago. Never mind. Yeah. Yep. What are the chances uh, Mrs. Peabody has been nesting there? She's probably built some nest there, yeah. I don't know what pigeon's egg-laying schedules are like okay i have no idea either but she doesn't have a lot of prospects so we got to get her out more <laughs> <laughs> all right so what are you guys doing well we need to check out that address i think and um maybe put a tail on my dad yeah what time of day is it uh we'll put it around 4 30 4 30 
Okay. School has been out for a little while, but you've had enough time to uh, yeah. investigate this stuff. Yeah, I need to be. I need guys. I I think we need to check the address out at least. Uh, I need to be back around six or so. I might can stretch it a little bit depending on, you know, when dusk comes in. It's but, still uh, very late summer, so the you you've got some time. Good. Yeah, it's bike over. It's just I'd say let's, yeah, away, let's right? let's go check yep. this address out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a few blocks away. Let's go, guys. Unlike last week's where everything was so far apart. All right, right, so uh, you cycle over toward Oasis Park, find a little office building. It's only one story. Um, It's got maybe eight offices in it. All of them are closed for the day. And uh, you quickly locate the specific office that was mentioned by Dexter, and it is, of course, locked. What kind of office is it? Is there a sign? There is not a sign. Um, Next door is um, a CPA, whatever that is. I know what that is. Enzo? Can we tell if there's any activity around the building? No, apparently all, all of the businesses in here are uh, the sort that close at four or five. So they're all closed by now. There's a little bit of uh, activity across the street in the park. Um, there's some, some kids playing, some people walking their dogs. If you lurk around for too long, then you might draw some attention, but uh, nobody's paying you any mind right now. Enzo, what what does your dad do exactly? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's what's been bugging me this whole time. I tried to pin it down, but he just leaves and goes to the office. And huh. um, but I, I mean, it looks like something with math or engineering because I've got you know these papers have equations all over them. Do you think um, he could be an accountant, but for some kind of mob? That steals children from the hospital. It's right over there, after all. That's possible. Oh, okay. CPA. Hmm. I did see that movie. That, well, they haven't shot that movie, The Professional, yet. Uh, no, The Accountant. Oh. The Accountant. Uh, that was way later, I think. That's right? Yeah. Movie. Yeah, we, we've got The Professional now. You think he's an assassin? <laughs> That movie was good. Uh, let's let's go around behind the building and see if they the back door is more open. All right, you circle around the back. There is a uh, like a a maintenance service entrance mm-hmm. that doesn't lead straight into the office that you're interested in, but it goes to a like an internal hallway. And there's a somewhat less uh, secure door inside, but it is still locked. Uh, uh, is there a dumpster? Yes, there's a dumpster. Okay, uh, who wants to check the dumpster for clues? Like paper. <laughs> you suggested it, Kevin. You? <laughs> <laughs> you say that and then look around at the group. Like, Thank you for volunteering. Uh, okay, okay. Somebody give me a push. I'll push you. <laughs> okay. Um, give me an investigate roll for the dumpster. <laughs> You're going to get all the appeals. I, I see that Kevin doesn't know what he's doing, so I hop, try to hop in behind him and help. <laughs> all right. Well, Kevin finds some Mugu Guy Pan. Uh, Cody, why don't you give me an investigate roll? Oh. <laughs> oh, you did. I also get zero? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you did. Uh, so, yeah, you, you find some some really nasty curry 
uh, that someone threw away. Oh. Yeah. It's curry here, guys. <laughs> this is not diapers. Okay, I'll I'll try. I'm gonna kind of lean up on there and lean in and try not to fall down on the Mugu guy pan. Yeah, the dumpster's getting a little crowded. Lean yeah. yeah. Us. No. All right, I'm gonna try. Right. On success. Uh, after rooting around in there a little while longer, you come to the conclusion that there's really nothing to find in the dumpster. <laughs> nice. But at least you didn't actually climb inside like those other two did, so you don't smell <laughs> as bad as they do. Okay. At least we know now. We can roll out the dumpster. So. <laughs> Risks of the job, Kevin. Risks of the job. Yeah, way to go, Kevin. Nice suggestion. Thanks. You know, I try to be a leader sometimes. Yeah. And who's good at lock picking? I'm going to go up to the door and see if it's actually locked. Uh, it is actually locked. You are the only one, I think, with the tinker skill. Is that lock picking? Uh, bought up. Well, it's any kind of mechanical manipulation. Ooh. All right. Uh, so if you want to try and jimmy that lock open, you can give it a try. Does anybody have a paperclip or I got my paper pot- clips on the papers that you got, Enzo? Yeah, I think there's a couple in here. All right. Give me one. And Kevin does have his tiny pocket knife. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll take that, too. I think that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. I didn't lose it in a dumpster. <laughs> so I, I take those, I unfold the paper clip, and I try to All right. tease the lock open. Oh, oh, you only got two in Tinker and two in yep. Tech. So no dice there. Actually, yes, you do manage to get it open. Mm-hmm. But as you're, you're like torquing that uh, lock over, over you give it a little bit too much force and you break it. Oh. Anybody coming later is going to know that you know that somebody has forced in forced the door. But the door is open. The door is open. So, well, I I look around for cameras. Are there any cameras? Uh no, there's no cameras. Do we hear any kind of alarm? Nope. No door, dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> I got it open, guys. <laughs> cool. Good work, man. Okay, All right. just going. Here's here's your knife back, Kevin. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. What's the second door look like? Well, the second door, the only other door is the one that actually leads out the front. Mm-hmm. And that was the the heavier one that you probably wouldn't have been able to break. Oh, I thought there was a second door like inside the first door. No, you that that door, the first door was open. You could come into the hallway just fine. Oh, I see. Okay, so we're actually the sec- in the yeah. office now. The second door was the one that you broke. Oh. Okay, I misunderstood. So then I guess we should be more careful going in to make sure we don't set off any alarm system. <laughs> so is there uh, a pit trap and right behind the door? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a desk, a credenza, a bookcase, bookshelves? Yes, there is a, a set of bookshelves and a desk with like mess of papers across it. Looks like somebody does actually use the office. You guys want to give me investigate roles? Yeah, I feel a little bit like Sherlock Holmes right now. So I don't apparently. A little bit like a Miami Vice. Wow. <laughs> Not very much like Miami Vice. I'll take my one success. <laughs> yep, I'll take my one. All right. Well, we got two for Enzo. So we'll I'm over at the bookcase. All uh, right, the bookshelves. I'm looking over the books. Uh, the books are mostly. Looks like there's a lot of. Uh, they're not like professionally bound. Um, looks like maybe like college theses, 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 whatever the plural of that is. 
Lee Sai. Um, right. So they've been they've been uh, printed on like mimeographs or Xerox machines, and they're all scientific stuff. Hey Enzo. Mogu, check out some of these printouts. Can you can you tell anything that's on here? Can you can you read any of this language? <laughs> uh, not, can I? <laughs> uh, give me a comprehend roll. <laughs> okay, uh, you recognize a little bit just from the the conversations that you've had with people on ARPANET that this is talking about quantum entanglement. Mm. There's seems to be something about uh, faster than light travel. A really, really advanced esoteric physics kind of stuff. Real sci-fi. Enzo has discovered, however, that there is a bit of the carpet that can be pulled up. And there's a hatch underneath it. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) Definitely opening that hatch. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty sturdy, heavy-duty aluminum hatch with, like, tough springs on it. So if someone was walking across it, they probably wouldn't even detect it was there. Uh, And it leads to a metal ladder that goes down maybe about 15 feet, and it's dark at the bottom. Hey, guys, I found a dark tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Are we going to – do you you want us to follow us here, Enzo? Uh, Yeah, let's – Let's check it out. All right. Does anybody have a flashlight or anything with them? I, I have a lighter. What did you say, Kevin? Uh, I pull out my iPhone. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I'll try. Wow. Time travel is in three weeks. Come on. <laughs> I don't remember if I brought the flashlight that we used um, on the island or not, so I don't think I have that. Yeah, it seems unlikely that you'd be carrying a flashlight around at school. But, they uh, have yeah. a lighter. Mogu's lighter. We can we can go with that. Yeah. It's a little difficult to keep it lit. You have to shade it with your hand because there's a bit of a breeze in this tunnel. Mm. From the little bit of flickery light it casts, uh, you can see that the walls are made out of kind of a rough concrete, not not finished or anything, but definitely man-made. Mm. Uh, the floor is the same material, and it runs straight to the northeast and the southwest. There doesn't appear to be any any curve to it, but you can't see see very far. Hmm. Well, I guess we keep going, right? Do we smell anything interesting or unique? Yes, that's a good question. I, huh. I neglected smell. Uh, it smells a little bit like the air does during a lightning storm, that, that ozone smell. Oh, guys, can you smell that? <laughs> that's kind of... <laughs> Like, is it going to rain in here or what? <laughs> smells like rain. How okay. uh, sterile do the walls and floor look? Like, uh, this is a nice sewer. You know? <laughs> Re- reasonably, they're, uh, they're dry, but quite cool to the touch because you're underground far enough that the, the sun doesn't warm it up down here. Okay. okay. Maybe we look at the direction the flame's blowing? It is blowing toward the southwest. The way the southwest is that the way we came or the way we're going? Uh, well, you came from up, so oh. uh, if you look at the uh, the map, you will notice there's some lines on there. That those lines indicate the tunnel that you're in. Dude, that's a big tunnel. It's not to scale. Uh, which way is the party? 
Uh, the party is at the uh, Golf Course Country Club to the southwest. Oh, okay. Mm. Guys, I know how we're getting... Well, okay. Backup plan to get into the party. <laughs> I'm listening. What's that, Kevin? So, I feel like this tunnel goes towards the country club. Yeah. And? So, I mean, if there's a tunnel, there's always more entrances, right? Based right. on alien. All right. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so... Okay, just keep it in your mind, guys. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, and if the air's blown away from the bay, maybe, maybe want to follow where the airflow is going. Yeah, I was gonna say follow the opposite, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, which direction are you going? Southwest, I think. All right. In agreement. Should we close the hatch behind us to disguise our tracks a little? I think we should. Is there a way to open it back up from the inside? <laughs> is there a latch on the inside? That was a very good question. Uh, give me a tinker roll. Um, hmm. You cannot tell. It looks like there's some kind of a latch on it, but you don't know how to operate it. Okay. Can I? I don't really have anything else on me. I don't. I really don't want to leave my my lasso here. But you know what I could <laughs> do, even though it feels kind of bad to do it. Um, can I, Kevin? Can I borrow your knife? Yeah, you'll take care of it, man. Right? All right. I think. If I, <laughs> I think if I cut if I cut off the the end of my uh, the end of the rope, and then jam it into the mechanism of the the hatch, it'll make sure that it doesn't lock behind us. Well, give me another tinker roll with the with the rope. Okay. <laughs> that works perfectly. Awesome. <laughs> wow. So I can pull the pull the rope out again to. What are the, the uh, come back. bonuses for Tinker here? Uh, bonus effects. More durable, can do more, or is more discreet. Mm. Or for manipulating, give a success. Don't need to overcome the same trouble. Discretion is probably the name of the game part today. part of Valor. <laughs> and that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want it to be undetectable that uh, the hatch has been opened? Yeah. Okay, that is allowable. You close the, close the hatch, slipping your little bit of rope into the space where the latch would normally go so that it doesn't, it doesn't actually uh, stay closed on you. And uh, you manage to even pull the flap of uh, carpet so it falls down so it doesn't look like anybody's been in it. Awesome. All right. So then trekking to the southwest. Um, do we see any light switches on the way? There are some light fixtures, but you don't see any way to turn them on. There are also a lot of uh, like really heavy, what looks like power cables uh, running along the, along the top of the wall. And you don't walk for very long until you start to see something glinting in the flickering light of that lighter. Huh. And as you approach, you see there's some kind of mechanism, uh, a machine of some sort. And attached to it is this large hoop that is about half the diameter of the tunnel itself. And there are these crackling energy going across it occasionally, and it's making this humming sound. Mm. And that ozone smell is definitely stronger here. So is this like a loop across one side of the tunnel? Or is it kind of in the middle but smaller? It is, it is kind of like a, a concentric thing. You've got the, the tunnel is, a, is an arch. Okay. And then the loop is 
a little bit uh, smaller than the the top of that archway and kind of suspended in the middle. And then it's got this this pole that goes down to a, this weird machine with lots of lights. And there has been somebody has uh, spliced its power into one of those big cables on the wall. All right, Mogu, you're the tech in the group. Yes. Let me see what the uh, appropriate skill is here. Give me a calculate roll. No successes. All right, you don't have a clue what this thing is. Nope. <laughs> I'd like to try to toss the the paper clip that I had used as a lock pick uh-huh. through the field. If I'm imagining this correctly, there's like a loop up in the air. Mm-hmm. Can I kind of lob it through? Uh, yes. Do I need uh, to roll so, for any, anything for it? No, I think you can throw a paper clip without needing to roll. Okay. When it reaches the the hoop, it just kind of stops and hangs there for a second before it falls to the floor. Ooh. Now the loop is uh, facing us or it's above the ceiling overhead? It's, it's facing you. Okay. So we can't like pass this thing. Like we have to go through it. You might be able to slip underneath it, but it would be really difficult to do without touching it. Not touch. Oh, guys. And once the paperclip falls down, does it seem scorched or anything? Or is it... Uh, not that you can tell by looking time. at it. What do we do now, guys? Mm. What time is it? What time did I say it was when you started? 4.30? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably about 5.30 by now, after all that time you spent uh, wallowing around in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we still have got some time before nine o'clock uh, if, if we want to check any other leads. But I mean, otherwise, one of us would have to try to approach this thing and see what happens. Well, is there a switch or a plug, or is it just directly spliced in? One, there's some buttons, but they're uh, they got unhelpful three-letter codes, hmm. and none of them is POW. So you're not sure if one of them uh, would turn it off or not. And Mogu wouldn't be able to read those symbols or those numbers well she can read them but she doesn't know what they mean okay because she got no successes no is there anything in my father's notes in the papers i stole uh give me a comprehend roll actually make it investigate you're good at investigation well so i i don't think i ever got results of my investigation back in the office did i notice anything in any of the papers there hmm uh where'd it go into i mean that's pretty good too yeah. <laughs> Sneaky Let me think about your investigation role, but let's go for Enzo's first. You don't notice anything in the papers, but you do notice that there is a uh, a slot in the top of this machine. And just on a whim, you check your drawing of that gizmo that your dad had, and it looks like the end of that gizmo would fit into the top of this machine. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I think I'd tell the gang that, you know, He's got something on him that I think we need. Oh, and you didn't bring it? <laughs> you stole his papers, but not the device? If you're going to commit a crime, you might as well commit it all the way. <laughs> it's trying to be stealthy. Still trying to decide what Cody might have found. In, actually, why don't I uh, pop open the investigate? Because you're actually supposed to ask me questions. Oh, you need to ask two of those questions. Uh, okay. So what was what was happening in the office? A quick look through all the papers on the desk indicates that there are no names on anything. Mm. Whatever was happening here, somebody appears to not want anyone to know who was doing it. Okay. 
Um, You still don't comprehend any of it. And then could I perceive any threats? What would Daryl Keats have in here that might be threatening? No, uh, there doesn't seem to be any, any threat in the, in the office. All right, cool. So I also have no useful information. (laughs) Somebody want to touch it? (laughs) I mean, does it look dangerous? Would you like to stick your hand in the Gamja bar? No. (laughs) Kevin will do it. (laughs) Try something like a piece of clothes or a shoe or something. But it's going to float and fall again. It's going to do the same shit. We could throw my pocket knife at it. Throw your what? What? The pocket knife. That is going to do the same thing. It's going to like just, you know. But are you really gonna chuck it, Kevin? Like you're really gonna give it a good throw? Wait, wait, wait! Why don't we try your your lasso and not like, like throwing all the way? Just trying to go through it and see if it passes mm. through and stays there on both sides. I look at the the already frayed end of my lasso that I already am gonna need to repair. Sorry. But I say, eh, all right, I guess. But Sorry. I'm I'm gonna throw the the frayed end through not the loop okay uh you toss the end of that lasso through it and uh there's a little bit of a sizzling sound and it it smokes and sparks a little bit but it doesn't stop it goes it goes right through that smoking sparking maybe we don't want to stick no no yeah no i'm sure we're fine does anybody have any tooth fillings (laughs) (laughs) got nothing but (laughs) Yeah, no. Well, maybe we should check in the other direction unless we can somehow turn this thing off. That's a good point. We can follow the... Maybe there'll be a place where we can unplug these these wires since we aren't using the lights anyways. All right, so you're heading the other direction? Yep. Yeah. We run away valiantly. (laughs) (laughs) Back to my map here. Bravely ran away. Defeated. You walk for quite a while. Um... I guess it's not all that far. Uh, maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. until you reach a place where this tunnel dead ends against another tunnel that crosses it perpendicularly. But there's a fine uh, metal grate across the entrance um, with those gigantic hex bolts uh, connecting it to the wall. And there's definitely a, a humming sound that you can hear through this. Mm. And do the wires go, like the, the electrical yeah. wires continue overhead? And yeah, they like, like turn the corner and go down that thing. Hmm. Uh, in fact, that humming sound seems to be getting louder and uh, your hair is starting to stand up. You feel a tingling on your skin. Not happy. Is there a, which direction is the humming come, coming from? Is it coming from the big tunnel or from the way that? From the, from the big tunnel in front okay. of you. Uh, anybody want to make a comprehend roll? Oh, I do. Sure. Might as well try. Right, you pretty much all come to the same conclusion <laughs> that what you're looking at is the loop itself. <laughs> and from what you've heard, the loop is a particle accelerator. And subatomic particles are probably not something that you want to be standing in front of when they start accelerating. Yeah. So I don't think we want to be here in about 10 seconds. Yeah. All right. 
So let's 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 bravely retreat again, but faster. <laughs> Lead the way. There's no way we could get through that that great, right? Uh, no. Uh, certainly not in the time bef- you have before you get fried by the uh, loop. So I need everybody to give me a move roll. If you fail, you will be taking a condition. All right. Yay! Is the condition dead? No, the condition is <laughs> not dead. Oh, no. What happened to me? Where is my one? Oh, no! Uh-oh. Oh. All right, so uh, Joe Mars got an extra success. Do you want to hand that out to Kevin, Cody, or Mogu? Yeah, I'm gonna give it to um, I'm gonna give it to Cody because he was closest to me. All right. So you guys, reeling the realizing the danger that you are in, turn around and book it back down the tunnel as fast as you can go. Joe Mar quickly pulls out in front, paced by Cody, but. Cody's shoe has become untied, and he trips. Jomar just barely manages to grab him, get him back up to his feet. And that humming sound is getting louder and louder, and you start to feel, like, actual pain on your skin. Uh, Come on, guys. we got to go. Come on. I'm running as fast as I can. You get back to the ladder. Are you going up or continuing to run? Uh, Come on. Up the ladder. Yeah, let's go up. All right. You get up that ladder, and fortunately, Cody's uh, bit of rope uh, allows you to open the hatch with ease. Joe, Mark, Cody, and Enzo are the first up the, up the ladder. Mogu and Kevin are still on the ladder when the loop powers up fully and sends a charge of energy down that tunnel. You manage to get nice and toasty, scorched, electrical burns along your left side which was exposed to the, the particles. So both of you check the injured condition. Did they, did they fall off the ladder when that happened? No, they just got burned by the radiation. Okay. Uh, that doesn't sound bad at all. <laughs> no. But on the other hand, Kevin is the last one up the ladder. And as that burst of radiation goes by, he hears some kind of a weird sound from the other direction down the hallway where the device was. Uh, a loud kind of uh, and then a pop just before here's this just before you slam the, the the hatch back down oh okay yeah so kevin tells them but kevin has no idea what that could be are you guys okay what happened what's the did you get burned i mean just like pop yeah. does anyone have some aloe <laughs> Search. Really? There may be some in the dumpster outside. <laughs> right. Yeah, smear some of that uh, Chinese food on it. It'll be fine. You touch me, you die. <laughs> <laughs> you both have what appears to be a really, really bad sunburn on the left side of your body. Ew, that's going to be rough. I can't wait to peel. It's going to be fun. All right, that should be good enough. Right, at this point, the uh, sun is starting to get a little bit lower in the sky. You've got, you've got enough time to uh, get home with a comfortable lead if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I think we should get out of here, guys. Yeah, let's go. The, okay. the door, I, I kind of broke the lock on the door, so we want to make sure we can lay low. Enzo, you, or did Enzo, Enzo got out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Enzo made his move roll. You may, make, make sure you're, you don't <clears throat> tell your dad about uh, the burns. Maybe. 
Didn't even tell him anything. Yeah, so I'm like, so whose place am I staying at tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can come on over, Enzo. You can come on over, man. I heard he has lasagna. Oh, that's tomorrow night. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Tonight it's uh, fish sticks and uh, chicken tenders. Okay, when it's chicken and waffles, you tell me. Okay. <laughs> you got it. That'll All probably right. be for my birthday party you guys are coming to. Or made love. Ooh. <laughs> Kevin, was, was that party tonight or tomorrow night? Day after uh, tomorrow. Oh, it's it's in a few days. Okay. Friday? Friday. Friday. At nine? Wait. Because that which party? points towards the golf course. Wait, which party is Friday at nine? Experiments Friday at nine. Yeah. And the party is... When the party's at uh, seven. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. If you know the organizer, you might tell him to relocate. Oh, Sally, Sally's not going to do that. No, she sure wouldn't. Okay, um, let's uh, let's move on to another scene. We've got some uh, everyday life to get through here. Cody, mm-hmm. set a scene for me in your everyday life. Uh, now that school started again. My dad's not as uptight as he was when we had our discussion where I ended up calling the police, but he's been giving me a hard time and uh, making sure that I have extra, that I'm doing extra math homework, not necessarily remedial, but just to make sure that my time's occupied and that I'm, uh, I'm not spending all my, my time and energy worrying about competitive sports. All right. After dinner, he says, "So, Cody, how's the how's your math homework? You got it. You got that that homework done yet tonight?" Yeah, yeah, Dad. I I mean, you've been making sure that I'm ahead on math. So, yeah, I I, I don't think we really need to worry about it for the rest of the week. I sure you, you sure y'all don't need me to check it for you. I'd be happy to do it. <sighs> Fine. All right. He looks over your papers, and you actually are doing pretty well. So uh, he points out a couple of places where your arithmetic was sloppy and you made an error. All in all, it's actually a rather pleasant interaction. Uh, he seems to be making an effort to be a little bit more, a little bit nicer to you, uh, especially now that you're in an, in a town and not uh, spending all your time out of doors, roughhousing. All right, uh, Mogu. Yes, sir. <laughs> Set a scene for me. I guess I go back home and I start to cook for my mom because she's going to be late from work again. And the easiest thing to do is just boil pasta, add tomato sauce from the fridge and let her plate and get a plate and go to the computer. Okay. She comes home, finds that uh, dinner is already made and is really, really grateful to you. But as soon as she actually sees you, she says, oh, my goodness, what happened to you? Oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. You know what happens when you get asleep in the park and it's sunny outside? And you know how I don't like sun? Oh, my goodness. Well, you just sit there and let me get the aloe, and we'll we'll see what we can do about that. You remind Uh, me of someone. And uh, since your mom is your anchor... And you're spending this time interacting with her and she's helping you. You may remove that injured condition. Okay. The aloe soothes your burns. I, I kind of want to ask, like, 
Do you know any of the other parents of these kids at school? Uh, yeah, I, I know a few of them. A, a couple of them are in my bridge club. Yeah, I don't think the guy I want to ask you about is in your bridge club. <laughs> is there somebody that you want to ask about? Yeah, there's this kid that I know whose dad is a little bit, say, temperamental, strong character. And I just, I just feel that he's very weird. And I wonder if you ever had any interaction with him or not, at least where, what does he do for work? Uh, what, what is his name? I don't know his dad's name. Do I? Uh, from the information that you got from Dexter, you know his name is Daryl Keats. Daryl Keats. So Daryl Keats. Daryl Keats. <laughs> That. Make a contact roll. I don't have any idea if she knows him or not. Oh yeah, uh, Mr. Keats. I didn't. I didn't know he had a son, but uh, I've met him a few times. He came into the into the hospital with some some bad burns about. Oh, I want to say about a year ago. Uh, his his hand was in really bad shape. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm asking you is like too big of a favor, but you know, this kid never, this kid doesn't know anything about his mom. Maybe you could try and get some information like that. Hmm. Well, it's not exactly something I'm supposed to do, but I guess if he's your friend, I can, I can look into it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Enzo. Enzo. Enzo Keats then? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'll see if the hospital has any records on him. Thank you. Kevin, uh-huh. set a scene for me. Okay, so I am sunburnt like the dude. See, what time? It can be any time of day? Yeah, it can be any time that you want to set it in, but it would be most convenient, uh, make the most sense if it was somewhere between evening of the day that you just had and morning of the following. Ah, okay. Um, so I am uh, watching... Rambo with Chuck. <laughs> and Chuck is your anchor. So he's he's really into the movie. And at the I've never seen Rambo, so I'm not gonna try and describe any of the scenes, but <laughs> really exciting you scene. Haven't. Like, I haven't. <laughs> he punches you in the arm and you're just like, ah because you still got that burn. He says, Oh oh man, I'm sorry. Did did that I didn't hit you that hard, did I? Oh man, uh you don't know your own strength. But uh, also, you don't even know what the, this day's been like. Oh, yeah? Well, well tell me about it. What happened? Uh, I got uh, a sunburn. You got a sunburn. That's, that's your exciting day. Oh, all mean, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a, I can't tell you about it. All right. Well, uh, I, I think we got some, some of that, like, ointment stuff. Uh, uh, was it bike or something? You want some of that? Yeah, yeah. That would be great. All right. And he, goes, he goes to the uh, linen closet, pulls out the uh, the back teen, doesn't warn you or anything, just sprays it right on you, and the the sudden cold is shocking on your, your sunburn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I shout in pain. <laughs> <laughs> but after that initial shock, the the uh, the pain does kind of, go down a little bit. So you can also remove your injured condition. Uh, and what's back pain? Oh, it's just a uh, topical anesthetic and uh, antibacterial. How hallucinogenic is it? Not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Kevin thinks he's hallucinating. He can think whatever he wants. That's fine. <laughs> so uh, you, you go back and you finish watching Rambo, knowing all the while that uh, if your mom knew you were watching a rated R movie, she'd be mad. But she's not here, as usual. <laughs> okay. Rated R, pretty cool. <laughs> I know, right? Kevin's so popular. And that's an eight, that would be an 80s R, too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jomar and Enzo, set a scene for me. Yep. So, Enzo just came in with me um, through the front door, and we're, we're pretty much close in time for, uh, hey, Mom, hey, Dad, um, it's cool that Enzo stays over tonight uh, again. Um, he, um, we just, we got some stuff we want to, like, talk about. And hang I heard about and- fish sticks. Something about. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we're we're glad to feed you some fish sticks, Enzo. Um, you've been spending an awful lot of time over here. Are you sure your parents are okay with you doing it again? Oh yeah, they're very relaxed and like super easy going. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So uh, we're we're gonna head on back to the room and and wash up and and uh, how much how much time when 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 can we uh, come to the table? It'll be ready in about half an hour. Okay. All right, Enzo, let's let's head back to my room. And I think uh, once we're alone in the room, I kind of show him the sketches of the device I found um, in my dad's bag. And yeah, I don't know. I think we need to go back there and uh, back to my house sometime and and follow him, so we can either steal it or I don't know, maybe not tonight, but we can tell the gang about it for tomorrow. Do you? Do you? Wait a minute. So we're going to get back into your house. Do you know his schedule well enough that we won't be like running into him or something? Well, I think we got have to get it after he goes to sleep. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any uh, turtlenecks? I got, yeah, I got one. Um, I think you're going to need You know, I've always try. wanted to, I've always wanted, you know, you know how much I love those ninja movies. I've always wanted to get a ninja outfit. I probably should get one of those. <laughs> They're very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, let's um how about um you want to try it tomorrow night, maybe? Yeah, let's let's tell the gang. Okay, cool. All right. There's one more thing that happens. How do I want to give you this info? Uh at about nine thirty, Mogu's still up on the computer, the phone rings. And your mom answers it. She looks a little confused for a few moments. And she says, um, well, sure, sure, I guess. Uh, sweetie, it's for you. And she brings the phone over to you. As soon as you put it to your ear, you hear this garbled sounding voice. Bogu, I don't have much time, but I found a little bit more information that you need. If you log into your, your account tomorrow... It'll, it'll be waiting for you there, but I don't have much time. They're coming for... And suddenly he cuts off. Awesome. I'm going to sleep very well tonight. <laughs> Quantum Childhood is brought to you by this fine sponsor. Do you dream of walking a higher road? Of expanding your consciousness beyond the bounds of normal thought? At NeuroAscension Inc., We've made it our mission to help you reach a new level of awareness. Experience our state-of-the-art mental expansion technology 
and join the new humanity as we step out into a universe of pure imagination. So the next day you uh, go to school as usual and uh, in homeroom you log on to the computer and you find a little schematic of the Boulder Theater floor plan and a kind of a circled red air, uh, red circled area that seems to lead to someplace that isn't on the the actual published floor plan. It's like the, huh. the building is slightly larger than the, the floor plan would indicate, and he's circled something in there. Uh, but that's the only information that you have. Okay. So let me go ahead and send that to the map layer. Awesome. I'm still going there. <laughs> of course, I'm not going along because he almost... If he's not killed, he's going to be killed. <laughs> so I go to get the guys. So you all meet up at lunch. And what do you say to one another? Hey, I have a little bit of news. Hey, what's so, up? So, first of all, Enzo, your dad is a creep. <laughs> I know, you knew, but apparently he has been in the hospital for very similar burns than we had. So he is not only has something to do with the loop that we saw yesterday, he was there personally. So that may be why you don't know where he works at, because he works for that. However, all this time I have had someone that, gives me a hand, someone on the side, and yesterday I received a phone call that is quite concerning about, I don't know what happened, basically. I don't know if it's a he or a she, I just know that the phone call got cut off, and uh, I know where the lab is, and I would like to go see it, but I don't want to go alone. We'll go with you. Should yeah, we get now that baseball bat that we were talking about the other day? <laughs> <laughs> I will bring the bat. Yeah, let's gear up. Um... I would say pocket knives, baseball bats, whatever you can find. Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Kevin wants to bring his his uh, baseball bat too. <laughs> cool. And um, what do I bring? In this circumstance, uh, those who are bringing baseball bats may give them a plus two. Plus two on what? What whatever it is that you uh, decide to use it for. Charming people. <laughs> <laughs> And do we put that on the character sheet? Yeah. Anywhere? Where? Uh, there's an items. Items, area. okay. All right. Yeah. And that should let you... get a hair clip mm. in case we have to open doors. And I don't know why screwdriver. <laughs> I'm going to bring a flashlight this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely flashlights. I'd like to bring a baseball bat, but those are those have been hidden somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, hair clip, screwdriver... Um, we'll bring some like rubber gloves and galoshes in case there's we need to touch something electrical. <laughs> this is That's very serious. And yeah. rubber gloves and galoshes. Acid. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian, is there um, when we put that in the item slot and in the the slot next to it? Do we? What would we pick for that item? Uh, you, don't, base? you don't need to choose a, a skill yet. You okay. All right. Do that at the point that you're going to use it. Sweet. More than likely, the baseball bats are going to be used for force. But mm. um, and Kevin's definitely wearing the jacket. <laughs> of course. Okay, I'm yeah. getting the binoculars, the lighter, a baseball bat, a hair clip, a screwdriver, and rope. And presumably a backpack. Yeah, I didn't. I was gonna add it, but I was like, I can't really use it for anything unless I want to hit someone with a backpack with everything. <laughs> I'm just imagining on it. you walking around town with this armlet. Of... <laughs> backpack. <laughs> All right. Floppy disk. All right. I'm... I'll bring a stick. 
So you're heading to the lab first? I think so. That's where Mogu is leading us. Yeah. Because there's also the option of going and trying to steal the uh, device from my dad, but we have to do that at night when we know he's home. Yeah, we should do that later today. Uh, Do you want to cut class to do this or wait for school to get out? What's our last class? (laughs) I don't know. Probably math math with the mean teacher that doesn't like you. Oh, we're skipping. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. If I cut that class, my dad will definitely notice. Because it's math. Yeah. That's the the one class I can't cut. Okay, and it's it's better if we don't write suspicions anyway. So. Yeah, we'll 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 finish it out. But as soon as we're done, we gotta we gotta meet up. Are we gonna meet out by the um the bike rack or we're gonna meet over on another side of the building? Where do we meet? Uh we can pretend we're heading towards the bowling hall. So everybody just okay. get there, get to the theater as fast as you can okay. after you're at a school. Cool. Mm. Solid plan. It's All called right. an alibi. <laughs> So as long as you can keep uh, Kevin from getting distracted by video games at the bowling alley, you'll be fine. Damn it, Kevin. <laughs> Come on, I'm almost to my high score. If I get there, if I go. Dude, you said that last week. <laughs> yeah, but this time it's true. Which game anyways? Uh, Dig Dug. <laughs> so you arrive at the uh, the theater, and it's kind of a... It's one of those rinky-dink, uh, small-town, like, stage theaters. And it's closed, but nobody cares about it enough to leave it locked. So you can just kind of waltz right in. Ooh. Inside, the smell is kind of stale and musty. It smells like they probably don't clean the carpets often enough. The, the fixtures are, are worn, but they're still usable. And the area that uh, Dexter indicated was... Uh, backstage adjacent to one of the green rooms. So you go through the, the main auditorium and it's dark and feels really creepy being in a building that's this large and yet empty. Make your way to the green room. And when you get there, there is a door that looks like it was intended to look like a maintenance room, but that door has been broken open and you can't see anything inside. It's very dark. Flashlights. Amen right. to that. <laughs> Come on, people. All right, you turn on the flashlights. Do you want to make any skill rolls as you go in? Uh, is it investigate or just me? Could be something else that's because comprehend is for like data, right? Yeah, comprehend is when you've actually got something there and you're trying to understand what it's about. Investigate yeah. is usually for finding clues in an area. I'll, I'll, I'll roll and investigate. Yeah, I'm going to roll investigate as well, even though I'm not good at it. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll sneak. Huh. Sneak might be a good idea. Enzo is extremely sneaky <laughs> and also a little bit more alert than the rest of you. He takes one step in and notices the flashlight glint off metal. And he hears a small whir and has just enough time to move out of the way when a mechanical arm slams into the wall right where his head was. Of course, naturally, that attracts all of your guys' attention and flashlights. And there is a small robot in here. They've got security. What kind of robot? A humanoid? Uh, it's bipedal, but not human-like at all. It's got kind of the back bent. 
chicken type legs mm-hmm. um, and two large sensors that look like eyes and what looks like it might be a gun oh, uh, in addition to two large, powerful mechanical arms. Hmm. Can I try to talk to him or something? Uh, sure. What do you say? Well, hi. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Mechanical voice says, this area is under the jurisdiction of the Department of Defense. Please leave the area. I want to hate it with a butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, hand her, I hand her my bat. She takes a swing. Okay. Uh, I have a baseball bat. Oh, you do? A, okay. Okay. Has the quality heavy machinery too. So you need two successes to be able to overcome it with a force roll. Yeah, it looks bad, huh? Can I so, try my luck anyways? <laughs> Uh, well, why don't you roll first, and then you might get lucky. No, or not. You, you did not. Uh, <laughs> now, the, the bat is worth plus two dice, so go ahead and make the, the force roll as though you were doing it with your computer. Oh, that works, too. You've rolled two additional dice, and you got one success. Uh, but that's not enough to overcome its uh, heavy frame. So right. the... The bat like vibrates in your hand the way they do, and and it hurts. And you like you're not used to hitting things with with baseball bats, so it shocks you and you drop it. Take a condition, please. Sure. Which condition are you taking? I recommend. Um, you recommend scared. That's what I recommend, but it's up to you. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. I see her. I see her drop the bat and kind of look scared. I'm going to take a swing at it myself. Okay. Sure, I'll just go to town on this thing. <laughs> so you may roll with that plus two from the bat. Okay. And that's on force? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, you have similar luck against the robot. You smack it upside the head, but its armor absorbs it quite easily. And it uh, shoves you back with one of those big mechanical arms. So you also take a condition. Okay. Well, they're attacking the robot. I could try to sneak and see if I can connect to the computer or something. <laughs> uh, why don't we get every, everybody else an opportunity to respond first? And then... All right. I'm, I picked angry just because I'm like, dude! Okay. Out of a... uh, anybody else want to make oh, a yeah. roll against the robot? Kevin's taking a swing. At... Or wait, uh, Kevin says, uh, but uh, I'm sorry, there's a, there's a misunderstanding. We do work for the Department of Defense. Okay. We're just really uh, the age reversal project. <laughs> age reversal. Uh, make a charm roll. <laughs> if this works. This better work. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> the robot turns to look at you. and It's trying to look at you. <laughs> it, you. It doesn't have a face, so it can't actually make expressions. But somehow you get the feeling that the robot is very confused. The one blinking light, like, Kevin, you, dude. It kind of rocks back and forth, (laughs) trying to comprehend what you're telling it. Kevin, what did you tell it? What did you say to it? Don't blow our cover. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, doctor. (laughs) So, Mogu, this is your chance if you want to get in there and uh, get on the computer. Yes. What do right. I hit? So DARPA's already been here. So a lot of the computer equipment has been taken, but there's a, like an old junker that doesn't look important or valuable at all. Mm. 
it's half disassembled. And yet for some reason it's still plugged in. So you get on that one and open it up and it's got what looks like a, uh, well, there's a, there's a message on the screen that is in a, a cipher that you and Dexter worked at at some point, just kind of about, kind of for fun. Uh, and it says, take the hard drive. And since the computer has been partly disassembled, you can see that there is what looks like a hand-built data storage drive connected to it. Stronger than that. Okay. So you sm- snatch up the drive, and by now the robot has seems to have recovered from its logic loop, and it says, present identification. Oh, I mean, uh, I, uh, when we the pro when we got hit with the accelerator, zapped our badges. Um, we'll have them in just a minute. If I can, if you just let us get out of here, you know. Uh, I'd like to roll. Can I roll charm as well? Uh, sure. I don't think I ca- ever came up with a last name, but I say we're we're the auditing team. We're with Mister. What's a good Mister fake last name? I need to come up with a name for my my family. Like Keats. <laughs> yes. Yes, Keats. Everything checks out. We'll be going now. Negative. This is a security violation. You have five seconds to leave the area. Sure. Five. Four. Okay, we're leaving. Leave. We're leaving. We're leaving. <laughs> I'm out. We're running. It's done. All right. Uh, you hightail it out of there, and as soon as it can't see you anymore, the robot stops counting. <laughs> and so now you have Dexter's hard drive. And we need to nice roll, roll, 40 minutes out. So I'm going to just go ahead and summarize what's on the hard drive. Uh, it points out that there has been a repeated pattern of uh, electromagnetic energies from a point near that office to a direct line away from the loop near the golf course. And this has been going on the last several nights and is probably the source of the light show that the kids were talking about. Oh, okay. So what's your next move? What time of day is it? We accelerated a little bit, so we're going to say that right now it is evening, Thursday evening. Okay. Well, Enzo, I think I think we need to get that thing from your dad. Yeah, so I think it's... Can check the tunnel again and uh, see what, figure out what's happening. Oh, there was one more piece of information that you guys needed, <laughs> and I don't know how to give it to you. It's it's going to be on the hard drive, but um, Kevin would definitely want to. There was like a game on there, <laughs> right? So then the uh, Dexter had uncovered a little bit more information about Daryl Keats's uh, research, and he seemed to definitely be interested in teleportation, uh, space time folding, and that he had pr- uh, submitted a research pr- proposal. Uh, to DARPA about opening some kind of a portal and that he had proven that the portal could be opened and that matter could pass through it. He claimed to have conclusive proof of that. Oh. Hmm. So this guy thinks he can teleport stuff. I think he might be right, Kevin. Maybe maybe he is an alien. Keep it quiet, though. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, well, let's get that uh, device from him so we can get into some, like, quantum leap shit. <laughs> you realize if you try to go to your house and get the device and you are that boy that they are talking about for the experiment, mm. you're going to be in trouble, right? Yes! 
missing? Well, if we distract him and get him out of the house. Just give him mm-hmm. a little, like a couple of rats or something to play with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, all this trick in the book. We call him from a paper. What are we going to tell him? I mean, like, I was watching Rainbow the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> any, any phone calls in there? But if there were, I mean, just tell him something ominous. Okay, you're going to have to do the telling of the on- ominous stuff. Cause... Yeah, I think Kevin volunteered again. <sighs> okay. okay. <laughs> if you have yeah, you're watch... so charming. So Just make charming. sure your voice doesn't so crack charming. in the middle of it. Yeah, if you guys can distract him, I can sneak in and ruffle through his bags. All right. Sounds like a plan. So are you making the call, Kevin? Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, gra- I assume there's payphones r- around, right? Oh, yeah. It's easy to find a payphone in the 80s. Okay, so I'm at a payphone that's like at least they, a And it still only cost, cost a quarter. Nice. Oh. Ah. I give I give Kevin one of my quarters. I've I've got about three or four in my pocket. So I give. <laughs> yeah. um, how long how long does the quarter last in a payphone in the eighties? Uh, long enough to have a decent decent length conversation. Yeah. Okay, I can ask him about his hobbies. <laughs> yeah, you'd have about that much time. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So I call from like a block or two away in case he knows where I am and tries to kill me. Because <laughs> um, he, he is an alien's father. <laughs> yeah, I call and um, yeah, I call and does he immediately answer? Uh, the phone rings about three or four times. Uh, then he picks it up and just says tersely, Keats. Oh, uh, hello. Um, if you ever want to see your rat's alive again. Come to the park. Did you say rats? No, I said children. Child. I'm sorry. I think you have the wrong number. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so are we just like waiting by the window and just like getting ready? I don't know. What are you doing? You see. Uh... You better be going in. Don't go in yet because we don't know if his call successful or not. Well, we would definitely have backup. So, like, if I'm if we're waiting by the window, and um, at least two of us to keep an eye out. Yeah, I'm I'm watching I'm watching your back, man. I've got your six. So, and if he drops a phone, I'm looking through the window. If he drops a phone, I go to the door and I say I'm selling girls got cookies or something. <laughs> nice. All right, so. Uh, What's Cody doing? I can look out. All right. What are you looking out for? Uh, when he leaves the house. Okay. Is that part of the plan? Uh, I guess that's... Uh, you, you guys didn't think this through very much before you actually made <laughs> the didn't. call, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Enzo sees uh, his dad go into the, the living room and pick up the phone. You know you could get it in through the kitchen door uh, if you're sneaky enough, uh, but you don't see his briefcase anywhere. You're not sure where it is. I can only see the the living room room from here? Uh, From where you are, you can see the living room and down the hall into your own bedroom. Might try his his bedroom window. Okay. So you 
circle around the house to his bedroom window. The window's probably locked. How are you going to get it open? Hmm. Let's see. I have a hair clip <laughs> and a screwdriver. Yeah, it's like a screwdriver, that magical pocket knife would be <laughs> handy right about now. But um... Well, um, neither Mogu's got three in tech at least and might be able to uh, jimmy the window open with that screwdriver. But should I roll up? Uh, do you have the screwdriver in your item list? Uh, yep. And Number five it, from the top. Give it a value of one. And so make a uh, tinker roll with the screwdriver. I didn't... Uh, did you do that with the, from the screwdriver? Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Screwdriver... Yeah, there's, even, a, ah, there's a drop down. Even worse. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> you, that was a, I think you made a body roll there because you didn't change the, oh, the drop down to tinker. Now I'm getting what you're saying. Yeah, there you go. Hey. Well, that's different, yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll go ahead and take that just because uh, <laughs> confusion character sheet. Even though you did effectively roll five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen dice, no, <laughs> you get those two successes. So uh, Mogu pops open the the window so that Enzo can go inside. In the meantime, uh, Kevin, okay. uh, he's he said that you have the wrong number. How do you respond? Oh, so he didn't immediately hang up on me. Okay. Uh, I uh, put on a different voice. Um, and be like, uh, you know, like, man, I'm just kidding, Keith. Keith but uh, we got something coming up in the lab. Could you, uh, could you come in? Hopefully it'll only take a couple hours. Okay, make a charm roll. Do I use my jacket? No, he cannot see your jacket from there. Grab <laughs> my jacket. <laughs> He says, look, I don't know who you are, but I have not got time for this. And then he hangs up. Oh, well. And I'm going to the door. <laughs> All right. How do you know that he's hung up, though? You're over by the, the bedroom window right now. That's right. I was meant to be paying attention to what he was doing. Jomar, you were, where are you right now? I was watching in the house as much as I could and, and, trying to look in and then look around the corner to see if somebody might come up the yard. Um, I'm thinking, were we on the south side of the house? Is that where that bedroom window is? Did you go around to the bedroom window with everybody else, or are you still looking through into the living room? Yes, I was looking through the living room. So So you have seen him hang up the phone. Yeah, and so I'm going to rush over real quick, and I'm going to say, he's hung up the phone. All right. Uh, so that can prompt Mogu to run around the front. In the meantime, Enzo, are you going in the window? Yeah, I think I'm already in at this point. So, All right, make a sneak roll. Big money, big money. <laughs> One success. That's that's enough. Uh, and you're inside. You're in your dad's bedroom. Uh, make an investigate roll, please. Nice. Wow. All right, so we got those questions that you get to ask again. Well, what is hidden here, and where is it? 
Okay. Uh, the briefcase obviously is hidden there. Uh, you find it uh, tucked between the bed and the nightstand. And when you pop it open, that uh, strange device is still inside. Sweet. So I shove that right in the, my pocket or my into my jacket. Mm-hmm. And you get two more questions. How can I get into, out of, or past something? I think probably the most pressing thing on your mind is getting back out of the house without getting caught by your dad. Mm-hmm. And so right back out the window is probably the best move. All right. And I've got one more. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, what does it mean? This is a question that I'm going to answer a little bit obliquely by uh, telling you what happens when Mogu comes around the corner. Actually, yeah, Jomar wouldn't see this because he's around the back, but Kevin might because he's a, a block or two down. A uh, army jeep has pulled up in front of the house. Holy shit. And you see that there's a, uh, a man in uniform with a, a round uh, army hat with a red stripe on it knocking on the front door. And Keats opens it up, and as soon as he does, the man punches him in the stomach and pulls him out onto the lawn. Uh, he is very quickly in handcuffs and loaded into that Jeep. Now, back to answer the question, what does this mean? You remember back at the beginning when uh, everything was, there was a lot of stir and people were getting upset about things? You happen to have overheard a news program uh, that night that the Department of Defense was looking for, there had been a, a theft at the loop. And they were asking anybody who had any information about anyone who might have stolen something uh, to call a particular number. Connecting the dots, you think, hmm, maybe dad was the thief. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's just, well, definitely dive out of that window and catch up with the... Uh, I got you. Pre- I got you. Did you find it? <laughs> Did you find it? Did you get it? Yeah, it's right here, but cool. Um, did we close the window? I've, I closed the window. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you managed to get that window closed just in time. There are more army guys uh, coming into the house and they're starting to ransack the place. They're looking for something. They kidnapped your dad. Hey, I'll go here. Yeah. Yeah, we signal over to Mogu to follow us. Like, yeah, get away yeah, from gonna, the front door. We're going to hightail. Move to back to Kevin. Get on. <laughs> well, right. wait. Now we're going to have to. Are we going to have to like swing wide to not be seen by the army guys? Uh, this is your manner. You know how to get around it around okay. without being seen here. Okay, cool. And Enzo has sneaked in and out of this house so many times by now. He's an expert at it. Cool. So we're going to meet up with Kevin at the at the uh, the phone booth. If- Oh, yeah. I think if I'm assuming the police drove right past Kevin. Yeah. I mean, on the way there. Okay. Yes, they did. Yeah. So Kevin, after he's been hung up, he's, he's following that because he assumes something bad's going on. <laughs> All right. So that is the end of Thursday night. So then let's get another uh, day in the life. So let's have it at, at school the next day. Cody, you're uh, walking the halls between classes and a short, stout woman uh, hurries up to you and says, Oh, Cody, there you are. Uh, 
I was I was wondering if you gave any more thought to to join in the hockey team. Um, this is Coach Staretta. Yeah, uh, I'd like to. Um, I just I my dad said I needed a permission slip, and then I haven't I haven't gotten him to fill it out yet. Oh well, yeah, well the the season's the season's going to stop pretty soon. Uh, you, you make sure you get that to to me. Uh, you, you need me to talk to your dad. I I know you said that he was a little bit hes- hesitant about letting you participate in the the rougher sports. Yeah, you know what? I would I would appreciate that. That'd be yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to him. I mean, you're you're a big kid. I would love to have you on the team. And you know, by the time you're a senior, man, you're you're going to be tearing it up on that ice. Knocking people over all over the place. I yeah, I'd like I'd like to try that. I uh, I'd, I'd have to brush up on my skating, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah yeah we can we that. can teach you that we can we can get that done. Well, we'd be glad to have you on the team, Cody. Thanks. Do you do you have my uh, my parents' phone number? Oh yeah yeah we got that. Okay. The, the school has all that. Thanks. My horrible Long Island. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Jomar. Yes. Let's spend some time in whatever your favorite class is. Oh, cool. Well, so I'm in. I'm in. Um, I'm in shop class. Um, and this is relatively new for our school, I think. Um, so you'll have to confirm if we actually brought it in, but. Um, in in the along with the uh, auto shop, they had a, a little bit of an electronics type class where they taught a little bit of of uh, circuitry to us and such. And and uh, one of the one of my other classmates that doesn't really hang out in our crew, um, the teacher caught us kind of talking a little bit, and and we were supposed to be. Uh, reading in the book and and he nicknamed us the gold dust twins um i'm gold and the other kid is dust and he's like you two if you don't read this material and pass these tests you're you're not gonna you're not gonna make it anywhere and so it's kind of like getting in trouble a little bit and and so i'm i'm back in reading in the book and i'm just waiting for the bell to go off all right. And while you're reading that book, he's over at his desk and he's got his soldering iron out and he's working on something. And it's this elaborate circuit board that looks like nothing you've ever seen before. He's got both transistors and vacuum tubes on it, which is just plain weird. At first you thought he was building like a guitar amp, but then it turned into some, something that looked like a microwave oven. And you just don't have any idea what it is. Wow. And eventually he plugs it in. And the lights in the room start like oscillating like dimmer and brighter and dimmer and brighter. And they speed up and speed up. And he's kind of looking around at it nervously and he surreptitiously unplugs it. And he's looking around at the students and everybody's looking back at him and he just kind of shrugs and goes back to what he was doing. Slaughtering. I lost track of who I've (laughs) gotten scenes from. So uh, Cody and I just Cody and you. Okay. uh, We'll go with Mogu next. Wait, am I telling you or you're telling me? Yeah, tell me, tell me about one of your classes. I guess I am in some kind of very boring class. <laughs> History. Nah. You, you know, it's the, the problem is that I 
don't know here what do you guys have, but I remember when I was in high school, there was always like, um, like a class that will change every so often. It would be it would be changing. So I loved, and I'm not kidding, I loved IT, even though most of the times was literally learning how to use Word. But um, I would play with the solitary or the snake when it was like MS DOS. But anyways, um, there was one that was home. A home ec. Learn yes. how, yeah, learn oh, how to crochet, how to sew, how to, and I was like, uh, and they always wanted to put me in that class. <laughs> Instead of IT, I wonder why. And I was like, no. <laughs> Right. So probably one of those in which I'm sewing something like. You're you're in home ec learning to sew something stupid like an apron. <laughs> oh no! You know I'll tell you I'll tell you what I did because I did it. I said I was going to sew and now I can I can use a sewing machine by the way. But it was hand sewing and I I said I was going to sew a skirt but then I sewed it three times so it was you couldn't put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm doing that. I'm 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 doing it for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the teacher keeps coming by and trying to be encouraging, but in that condescending way that is really not encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing it so well, but if you just would exactly. change this. <laughs> All right, how about uh Enzo? I think Enzo might be checking out the library, but um, between some uh, books for class has like whatever he could find about aliens in the library (laughs) (laughs) is very self-consciously like (laughs) flipping through them and just trying to hope no one notices and just feeling a little paranoid, but that's how he spends his lunch break. You didn't find the one on area 51, did you? (laughs) <laughs> nope, it's all just uh, flying saucers. <laughs> <laughs> just right. bad photographs. Uh, so what about <laughs> Kevin? Let's let's go to your math class because you hate that one. Okay. <laughs> so uh, everybody's turning in their homework from the, the previous day. And uh, you go up and you, you hand in your paper and she just gives you this look like she's fully expecting that this paper is going to be a D just like all the others. These make degrees. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, I, I'm working really hard to restrain my rebellion. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see math class. And uh, honestly, Kevin can't think of a really subtle rebu- uh, jab right now. That won't get him in outright trouble. <laughs> so he's kind of like frustratedly just handing it to her. All right. See, this teacher is Miss Johnson. And the class goes on and, uh, you know, she asks questions. And every once in a while, you know, you know the answer and you raise your hand, but she totally ignores you. Uh, in fact, she totally ignores anybody who is in any way attractive or charismatic. She just really doesn't like the popular kids. Oh, it's all coming together. (laughs) School lets out. And what are you guys going to do this evening? It is Friday. Friday? Ooh. Everybody's getting excited about this party. 
we need to find out what Enzo, what he got a hold of, and does it do anything? All right. So you have the the gadget. Are we in the hideout while we're meeting right now, or where where did we go? I can't remember. You could be in the hideout if you like. What do you think, guys? Seems in like there? as good a place as any. Or keep okay. all the gear. Yeah. Yeah, what that works. Yeah, so we're hanging. We're in the hideout. Well, we need to get back into the tunnel with the gadget. You think so? I think I think so. I'm ready. Okay, you go down. You get burned. (laughs) But at at the same time, at the same time, I'm worried that Enzo will get kidnapped like his dad if he if he sticks around in town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They could be watching the office this time. But it's his office, but they might have already ransacked it and taken off. But so we know we can get down there through his old office that we've been to and we can try breaking in again. But also there's signs pointing towards the country club on the hard drive, was it? That was in yeah, I think it was on the, the hard drive. We can't yeah, we kind of like have another like the other side of the tunnel to go in, right? And the country a, club is also where the party is at. Yeah. What a coincidence. But we know that device links up with the the slot and the the field down in the tunnel. So it's kind and of tempting. Isn't the slot on the side pointing away from the country club? Yes. The other thing is we are we are assuming we are assuming that the spray man was going to be done by Enzo's dad, but he has been he has been taken. So we don't know really because he was his his uh, briefcase was the one that had the information of the experiment, which would mean potentially that that's out of I don't know. I'm I'm making this up. <laughs> well, but and and when they went into the different rooms of the house, we wouldn't have seen what they what they Wait. grabbed or what they found. Right. So also if they went to his lab or his office, I'm sorry, his office, Mm. if they saw that the door was, was broken, Mm. would they like secure that door or would they just leave it? Do you think that he actually stole the freaking gadget in order to prevent the experiment to happen? And he was actually trying to save Enzo if he's the boy. I can't go there. That is a scenario I had not considered. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't. I know, because he killed the freaking rats, but he never touched Enzo. It's true. Right. He got really mad yeah. at him, but he never touched him. Well, okay. Well, I guess we should go look at the office then. Yeah. We need to at least peek at that door and see if it's been secured. See what's going yeah. on. Yeah. I'm still bringing my baseball bat, and this time I'm I'm giving the other side if I'm going to get toasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time we need to bring something to tick on robots. Can we get like sun protection something? <laughs> <laughs> SPF seven hundred. I grab yes. a roll of tinfoil on on my way out of the house. <laughs> tinfoil hats. Yes. Why I didn't think about that. Okay, now hold on though. Radioactive stuff cooks in tinfoil, right? <laughs> Yeah, you, you ever put I, uh, metal in a microwave? <laughs> I I freaking watched Chernobyl. What are we supposed to wear? <laughs> I forgot about it. No, the tin, the tinfoil's for the aliens. Oh, I got you. 
I got you. So Enzo they, can't yeah. read your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. So so we are going to try to go and check out the office and see what's happened there. Yeah, maybe? we should yeah. go look at it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you think so, it's a good idea for Enzo to come along though? Maybe he should. Maybe we should disguise him. It's going to say, yeah. Anyone have a mustache? Like they can. <laughs> I don't think you're old enough to grow a mustache. <laughs> yeah, you might turn out a little bit like Boogie Nights, so maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> now, if you want to so, pretend you're a girl. <laughs> we could wear the skirt that you made. Totally. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I will definitely wear the, the shitty <laughs> three-time sewn <laughs> skirt. So proud. You did such a good word. <laughs> okay, so, but the party's at Seven or nine? The party is at seven. The experiment was going to go off at nine. Nine. And what time are we at now? Uh, You are at whatever time is convenient to get (laughs) in place when you need to be there. So five? Yeah. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Did we get to the office by five? Certainly, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, just, yeah, the party—it's just a—it's too much of a coincidence. Something, something is going to happen there. I'm really getting nervous. Good, you should. You didn't, <laughs> did you burn? I forgot that you got. I did you not, get, no, ma'am. Oh, yeah, no, you should. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun when you roll in bed. Oh, it's much fun. They're gonna love it, okay. and everybody giving you allo. <laughs> You arrive at the office, and uh, the doors are all covered with police tape. Uh, There doesn't appear to be anybody there right now. It's like everything's been shut down and sealed off. Mm -hmm. And the tape is tape, so I'm going in. Yellow police tape. (laughs) I'm going in. I mean, the tape is not going to burn me. (laughs) Okay. How are you going? if, If there's a robot, Kevin will charm it, so... I'm counting with you, Kevin. I'm gonna try to sneak in. I, I gotta go to this party. It's important. Oh, oh shut up and try the robot. We got there by five, dude. We still got time. You're gonna tell me that the party's more interesting than charming a robot after you Actually, talk to a pigeon this summer? Since we're uh so close to eight o'clock, I'm gonna go ahead and throw us into extended trouble. Oh okay. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to split up, that's fine. This is, it still counts as all one big dice pool. And after last week's experience, I'm going to give Kevin the opportunity first. Do you have a plan? Because you are so screwed. <laughs> um, so how far reaching is this? Is this like the whole situation? Yes. Uh, oh. Everything that's going to happen at the office and at the country club. Of course. I'll give you a little bit of a, uh, a preview. You're going to need to infiltrate the country club and deal with whatever happens there. And you're going to need to address whatever is under the office going on right now. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, Ke- Kevin, you have the invite, right? And the plus one? Yeah. People, okay. my face is the invite. <laughs> All right. You have an invite. Okay. So we're close to seven right now, and we're going to head towards the party. Is that what it is? Uh, I'm getting, getting the op. Yeah, it's, it's 
close to seven, and I'm giving you the option of either you can all go to the party or you can split up or you can all go under the office. I don't think we need to split up, guys. This isn't D&D, though, so you're not going to get penalized by – you're not going to get uh, defeat in detail here. Yeah. yeah, I don't like this scenario. <laughs> I am loving it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Would really like it if at least Enzo was at the party. (laughs) In in the dress. (laughs) In a dress. The dress is optional, but I would really like Enzo at the party. (laughs) Enzo, you're going with the party. I think we should all go to the party, honestly, guys. I do. I do. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll hand Uh, over the uh, the device. You see his face going to a party? Okay. Not the party type. Okay, so Moku and, and I can wait at the tunnel with the device. Okay. Since, since we're not Enzo, we won't tip off the police and we can see if anything happens. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Cody and, and Mogu will stay. Um, do you guys need me to stay or do you want to go to the party with Enzo and Kevin? Well, he's only got a plus one. So it's those yeah, two. Yeah, but it's one plus one plus one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll I'll be the plus one plus one plus one. Well, even if you're right, it's one plus one plus two plus one. Right. <laughs> and I I have been kind of looking out for Enzo for a while now, so I'm I'm going to feel drawn to to kind of be his backup. I'll go with them, and I'll I'll leave Cody and Mogu to. We'll just catch up with them in a minute. You cool with we'll that, guys? If we go to the party. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm having you guys over. Yes, we will have some lasagna. Yes. And watch, watch out for police at the party. Oh, that's right. Just be careful. Crap. That's right. I got a plan for that. Uh, <laughs> Do we have any radios we can leave behind or can't wait to I, stay in contact? Or? Oh, yeah, we have the radios. I, I've right? got my walkie talkie. Yeah. All right. We should leave one with each group. Yeah. I mine to a. Mogi. He's giving you one of the walkie talkies. Oh, cool. Okay. Mogu, Mogu, switch to channel four. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk on channel four. Awesome. Okay. All right. So then the office is going to take not as much time. So there's tape around, right? But no police. You don't see any police. Okay. There's no. We're going to find a robot, and freaking Kevin has left to charm it. Yeah, but doesn't Cody have, like, his bat? Yeah, that's that time the bats work, bat work so well. I don't exactly. ha- no, I don't have a bat. I'm no, I left, I left you I my do. bat. Oh, I, okay. I have a loaner bat. Sweet. Yeah, I loaned you. Yeah, because I trust you, dude. Excellent. Anybody pack, like, a bucket of water? <laughs> now, in this situation, a bucket of water might work. That was left on yeah, the island, man. Uh, all right. So then Kevin's one plus one plan... I will allow you to make a lead roll to get some more dice. Okay. Uh, don't use the code, right? Hmm? Do I use my walkie-talkie for this? Uh, no, go ahead and use the jacket. This is oh, perfectly good, because I think probably your part of the plan is all about uh, being cool to the other kids. Oh. <laughs> oh, Wow. Might be oh, worth well, using a luck point on that one. <laughs> I can do a luck and re-roll it, right? 
Uh, you could, but I think that you'd get... See, if you get two successes, that's worth four dice. No, I think probably using your luck on uh, your charm later on would be more beneficial. Oh, okay. All right, so no additional dice from the lead roll. So then, Cody, mm-hmm. how are you going to apply your skills to the situation based on what you know right now? Uh, it's just I'm not the sneaky one is the well, problem. Well, how do you, so, how can you roll the most dice is the question. Oh, the way I can roll the most dice is with move. <clears throat> I think. Yeah. By moving. All right. Uh, so I guess what would make sense with move is to try to get as close, as close to the, uh, as close to the hatch as I can. Uh, so then the situation that you guys find yourself in is that although there's no police or army there right now, there mm-hmm. is a robot inside. Uh, <laughs> and it's the same model as the one that you encountered before. Okay. Um, and it is, it is actually inside Mr. Keats's office. So you're going to need to somehow distract it or get it out of the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in that case, I, I can make a disturbance. Try to get it to chase you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to throw, get some, get some trash from the dumpster Back to the dumpster. Yeah, get a get a box, a box of Chinese expired Chinese food, and then I'm gonna try to the dumpster. Throw it through the the window of the office, and then try to get the robot to chase me. All right. Charge the robot with the dumpster. That would be more epic. (laughs) Add the dumpster to my inventory. Just play. Just push the dumpster against the robot. I could see that working if you did something where. You, you threw the garbage at the robot and then you like run around the building uh, so that by the time it catches up with you, it, like if it comes out the back door or something, you slam it with the dumpster. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good point. That would be more of a force roll, though. Uh, no, I can let you use move because move. It's, okay. it's all about the, uh, the getting around the building in time. Fair enough. Uh, Mogu, what dice do you want to roll? Well, my best ones are programming and comprehending. So... All right. I can see a program being used to decipher that uh, device. All right. And you've got the walkie-talkie. That's perfect. Yes. All right. Uh, So that takes care of Cody and Mogu. Uh, Kevin. Uh Uh-huh. I presume you want to turn on your immense charm? Oh, yeah. (laughs) How are you going to apply that to your circumstances? Well, I'm going to uh, charmingly, uh, somehow on the way over to the party, we get uh, Enzo a ball cap, a Dodgers one if we can, Uh, (laughs) maybe a fake mustache if it looks mildly convincing, and then we go in. Say what? Some sunglasses. Oh, man, yeah, sunglasses. Perfect. We don't need the mustache. Now, hoodie. And the hat. Wait a minute. Are we doing a weekend at Bernie's type thing? <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully not. Okay. You want to kill him first? I don't think that's uh, <laughs> That's so, against the rules. Kids can't die. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. How old is Enzo? He could be an alien. He's Supposedly 13. 13. He's 13, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
human years. Okay. <laughs> then yeah, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna take a. Let's see. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Loma, Lamar in. Sorry, Jomar. Everybody's names is mixing up right now. <laughs> I'm gonna take okay. him in and have him try to act discreet and you know not make too big a scene. Oh yeah, and, I can do that. <laughs> can you? Yeah. <laughs> You're a rocker, man. Um, but uh. Dude, so, uh, I'll just I'll be hanging out by the by the stage. Ah, uh, okay. That's a solid plan. Yeah. Don't get any of the mosh pitting stuff. No. Uh, no mosh. And uh then I'm gonna get Enzo and bring him in too. But uh what I'm what I'm doing so they Oh wait, no. Never mind, that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I'm gonna just uh bring him in along separately and bring him in too. And then meet up with uh So your charm uh, role is going to getting past the uh security bouncers or whatever that they have there? Uh I mean I don't even know if I need to roll for that. That seems pretty logical, right? <laughs> uh, you, you do need to roll dice at some point because you need fifteen successes across this uh scene. Oh, my. oh um to help with the tr- the sneaking, I uh I have Enzo wear the jacket too. <laughs> well you can't apply your iconic item to his role. Oh, I mean, for my charm role. Oh, for your charm role? Okay. Guys, if that works. Uh, Jomar, what dice do you want to roll? Well, um, my best right now are, um, uh, I've got, I got some in move, I got some in charm, and I got some in empathize, so I'm, I'm a little at loss at, at what I could I mean, I could. You get five from move. Okay. Um, six from charm. Okay. And six from empathize. Okay. Uh, I'm going to actually recommend empathize in this situation. Okay. And I'm not going to reveal why okay. until the end. Okay. But I'll have you roll them anyway. Okay, cool. And then Enzo. It's looking to me like sneak is probably your best uh, skill still. Yep. Just do one straight sneak roll. Uh, hang on a sec. I'm trying to f- decide if I can uh, justify an item for you. I can't really think of how anything that you have on you is going to help you. Well, we have like hat and glasses, right? <laughs> right. You're going to have no help. <laughs> All right, I, uh, you will know when it's time to make your sneak roll. Okay. Or rather, you will know when it's time to apply your sneak roll because we're all going to roll ahead of time. So then, let's start with Cody. All right. Cody, Cody, Throw some Chinese Cody. food at some robots. <laughs> it's heat robots with dumpsters. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, let me use my, can I use my luck? Uh, not yet. Okay. Jomar. Okay. So I'm going to do empathize. That's a one. Yep. Kevin. Okay. Uh, this is with my item, right? Yes. Two more. All right. Mogu. Was program, right? Yes. And you can use your, your iconic item with that also. All right, so no more successes there. Enzo, make your sneak roll. 
Oh. <laughs> All right. Ouch. So we're standing at three successes. Uh, at this point, can anyone justify their pride? Can what I'm, am I doing again? Yeah, I mean, I'm musically adept and inclined, and I could, you know, maybe... Um, there is a live band at this uh, uh, at this party. They're uh, not very good. They're college students, um, but they're, at least they're enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. So I'll kind of cheer them on a little bit, and and uh, you know, kind of, I'll I'll do the the rocker look, and you know, head bang a little bit, and um, All right, and they and wait to talk to one of them. They seem to appreciate that, and when there's a, a break in the set, you uh, strike strike up a conversation with their drummer. Yeah, your, your drumsticks in your in your back pocket, and he right yeah, there. yeah. And I I kind of turn to to look at the at the uh, punch table and and just so he can see the drumsticks and <laughs> and uh, and it's like uh, man, you, you got the you're holding the grooves down. Um, I, I I'm digging it. It's really cool, man. Way to go up there. Cody. Yep. Can you justify your pride for me? Um, sure. So I, I throw the, the box of food at the, the, the window, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't break. Well, don't, don't, don't narrate it. Just tell me. Uh, oh, no, I see. Okay. Yeah. This is just, this is all internal still. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to confront the robot. Uh, how, how do you, how are you feeling about it though? This, your, your pride is you're fighting for what's right. Yeah. I, uh, I've been convinced by Mogu's theory that the, uh, this robot is serving the interest of the DOD, which is to experiment on my friend and uh, I'm not okay with that. So right. I'm going to try to draw him into a confrontation. So that takes us up to five so far. Kevin. I mean, I'm immensely charming and I'm going <laughs> to, by a sweet talking somebody right so you're you're making your way around the around the party uh striking up conversations just generally getting people on your side oh yeah yeah uh mogu well one thing that i do is i get my way out whatever it takes even if i'm I'm not a very strong individual so whatever moment of weakness that I see, I will try to make my way out of there. That mental toughness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kick the robot in the balls. <laughs> and Enzo. <laughs> Animals really like you. Yeah, so I think the... Is so there a squirrel in the party? <laughs> Some of the birds like a Disney princess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that Everyone giving me the cold shoulder kind of reinforces why I like animals so much. Um, and maybe I can use use one or two I find at the party as a distraction. Well, there's no animals at the party, but I'll take that because it actually kind of works. Uh, you're, you're feeling just like kind of cut off. Uh, you've got your four friends, and they seem to be the only people that like you. Them and Miss Peabody and your salamander. Who I missed, Terry. It's only been a couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we're at eight successes so far. So now's the time to decide about luck. Cody, you had no successes initially, so it's pretty safe to take a luck point. Yep. That's my plan. So let's try this again. 
Move. Ah, that's two successes. Okay. That takes us up to ten. We're getting there. Uh, Jomar, yep. you had one success. Yeah. Do you want to risk it with a luck roll? Um, do I, I used the luck last session, so did it regenerate one? Yeah, it regenerates every, every session you get fresh luck points. Okay. Awesome. Every scenario, rather. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not really feeling lucky, but yeah, I'd like to kind of see if I can do this. Okay. Make the roll again. All right. Now this is the one where I do the formula. No, this is the one where you just re-roll the uh, the entire roll. You don't get to keep the success that you. Oh, okay, have. okay. I got you. So it's empathize again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, that takes you back down to nine. Okay. Uh, how many luck points do you have? Only one. Just one. Okay. Just one. Yep. Uh, Kevin. You're at two successes. Do you want to risk it? Mm, how many did I roll? You get 11 dice. Uh, the chances of getting more than two on 11 dice is 30, 27%. Oh, that's not really that good. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to stick with your two? Yeah, I'm going to stick for now. All right, Mogu, you did not get any successes, so your luck is safe to roll. And it was program, right? Yes. There's one. Okay, nice. back up to ten. And Enzo, same same deal. Take a look. Roll. All right. Woo-hoo! Nice. We're at twelve. Cool. All right. So then, Jomar doesn't have any luck left. Kevin decided not to press his luck. So now we're into pushing territory. So if you want to check a condition, you may re-roll failed dice. I'll take a condition. Okay. So it's you get to roll... I'll take exhausted and roll four, I think, right? Four, yes. Not four D4? That would hurt me. Yeah, you can't roll a six on D4s. Oh, no. So that's zero. Jomar, would you like yeah. to push? Yeah, I'll take uh, exhausted. It's available for me, so I'll take exhausted. Okay, and since you uh, didn't get any successes on your luck roll, you can re-roll the entire thing. Okay, and that's formula or go back to empathize? Back to empathize. Okay, all right. Let's try that again. Papa needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, man. All right, Kevin, you've got two successes in your dice pool. So if you want to push, you can make you can roll nine. Oh, then I'm totally pushing. <laughs> oh, nice. It's two more for Kevin. That puts us at fourteen. We're almost there. <gasps> Woo! Oh, Would you like to push? Mogu, yeah, Mogu, I'm getting Mogu. angry. Okay, you can roll six <laughs> dice or no five dice because of the condition. Nope. And Enzo. You've got two successes on nine dice, so you can roll seven. And I'll take the condition? Mm-hmm. I'll take uh, scared for 600. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Whoa. By the skin of our teeth. Okay, so I'm going to narrate a little bit and then let you take over at appropriate moments. 
So Cody dashes around the building and gets the robot to follow him. He comes back around, and the robot, uh, since the front door is still locked, it comes out the back, which is convenient, so he can slam it with that uh, dumpster. Nice. Uh, is there any insult you want to add to the injury? I'll say another dirty cop down. <laughs> All right. So as soon as uh, that dumpster slams into the robot, Mogu, that's your moment. What do you do? I run inside and, and go straight away towards the, uh, the loop that needs the device. Right. So you fling open that hatch and you do that thing where you like grab the rungs of the ladder with your hands and feet and just kind of slide down. And then it burns and I'm like, what the fuck am I? And you dash down to the, the weird machine, <laughs> the, the walkie talkie in your hand. And based on everything that you've seen and your analysis of, of the device and all the stuff that you've learned, you realize that this is actually some kind of a portal generator. Mm-hmm. And when you plug in this gizmo, it's going to open a gateway uh, at the golf course. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then over to the, the party, Kevin has come in with, uh, with Joe Mar, introduced him to a few people. He's chatting people up, getting some punch. And after a few minutes, you know, he decides he wants some air. So he goes back outside, surreptitiously you know, does the, the head thing to, to Enzo. And uh, when the, the doormen challenge him, he presents his invitation with the plus one on it again, and they totally buy it. They don't remember that he came in with somebody else just a few minutes before. All right. So then uh, now with all three of you in the party, things are kind of hopping. You're having, having some fun waiting for the experiment to start. And around about 8.50 – Someone crashes the party, and it's not a teenager. It is, in fact, the U.S. Army. Oh. There's a big commotion up at the front. People start shouting, and a bunch of Army guys start pushing their way in, and they've actually like, got guns and everything. And uh, they start shouting, Enzo Keats! Enzo Keats! And uh, we didn't decide what... Uh, Mogu's last name is, but Margaret, whatever her last name is. <laughs> <laughs> so they're shouting for those two in particular. Now, meanwhile, Jomar has uh, struck up a, a friendship with a couple of guys in the band. Uh, how do you respond to the sudden revelation that the army is looking for your friends? Well, uh, the the first thing I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of turn my attention away from what? the guys in the band and I'm going to uh, I'm going to be looking for Kevin and Enzo to find out what side of the room they're in because I feel like we need to try to find a back exit so I'm like guys it's been really awesome to to hang with you um, I need to go find my friends real quick just to to, to find out what's going on um, uh, can you hang here for a minute let me let me see um, do I see my bros? Uh, yeah, you spot them uh, pretty easily. And as soon as you... Walking backwards. Uh, <laughs> these guys are, are bright enough to put two and two together, and they realize uh, the army just came in shouting for people, and then this guy's saying, suddenly saying he wants to see their, 
find his friends. Hey, man, are they looking for you? Are you okay? Do you need help? No, I, well, no, I'm, they're not, they're not looking for me. Um, but I tell you what, we, we need to be writing some music together. Is, is there anything that you can help us out with? Can you help us get out of here? Uh, says, well, we can't do much, but we can do this. He turns around, turns that amp up to 11, and they start rocking out as loud as they, they can. So now the, uh, uh, the soldiers can't make themselves heard anymore. Okay. Uh, Kevin, you're, yeah. you're wandering around the crowd when all this happens. How do you respond? I go, uh, let's see, they're armed, right? Yes. And I'm not, okay. But chances are they're not going to shoot at a bunch of kids, hopefully. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to fill any roles. <laughs> Just um, don't open your mouth, dude. <laughs> Just kidding. Do I lock eyes with uh, Jomar and he gives me that look? <laughs> oh, absolutely, sure. Okay, um... And so I'm with Enzo, right? You can be. Um, I'm going to like usher Enzo kind of toward some, I know the gates are going to be covered, but we're at a country club. I'm going to try to like hide somewhere on the ground. Right. So there's a big veranda at the back that opens out uh, looking out over the golf course. And uh, Enzo manages to slip over there almost completely unnoticed in spite of the fact that he's wearing a black turtleneck at a party and sunglasses and a hat. Uh, (laughs) But he is remarkably sneaky. So he makes it over there. And as soon as you open the doors, suddenly something starts happening. There's some vibration in the air and Ooh, i made a mistake early in this game. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, we're going to say that the radiation rushing down that tunnel toward Mogu is not harmful. It's a different kind of radiation this time. <laughs> it just tickles a little bit. <laughs> it's the good portal kind of radiation. Well, the right piece is not in place. <laughs> right. And so all this, this particle energy strikes that, uh, that loop uh, and it shoots this energy down the, down the hall really beautiful and really exciting, uh, but you're not quite sure what's going on. Up on the veranda, the air starts to shimmer and this round shape appears. And at first it's opaque and then it turns kind of transparent and you can see through to the country club that's behind you and also now in front of you. Hmm. And standing on the veranda across from you is your mom. And your dad. Uh, and you can, you can see their lips moving, they're shouting, and they're, they're reaching uh, toward you and, and beckoning you toward them. Yeah, and I think this might be the first time I've actually like, seen my mom. So, Other than in pictures. Yeah. Actually, uh, that's, that's a good yeah. question. No, you've, uh, yeah. she vanished sometime in the last year. About the same time as your dad turned weird. Okay. Mm. And so it's kind of like a sphere around me, or to... uh, no? It's a it's a big disc, mm-hmm. uh, as though there's a portal leading to some place that's like the same but opposite. 
Hmm. Enzo, is that your mom? Yeah, it's her. I haven't seen her in over a year. I I mean, is this real? I I don't know, dude. You start hearing lots of shouting and commotion even above the uh the band playing. Looking back over your shoulder, you can see the the soldiers are pushing through the car- crowd toward the veranda. Yeah. Given the pressure of, you know, soldiers coming at me with guns and seeing my mom and and father who I I don't trust, but the fact that she's with them. uh, Yeah, I think I'm tempted to go for the portal. Okay, so you rush toward the portal, but when you get there, it doesn't let you through. I check the feelings. There's something missing. I think Mogu has it. Damn. <laughs> I thought I already put the piece on it. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay, we're going to back up a little bit and say, <laughs> you put the piece on now, and the portal suddenly becomes open, and you can hear your parents shouting at you, Enzo, come back to us. Come through, quickly. Come back to you. Huh? Yeah, I still, I, I rush for it. All right, so you go through the portal. Uh, right about that time, the soldiers burst through the uh, the doors, leveling their guns. But when they see what's going on, they just apparently don't know how to deal with it. They don't know what to do, and they don't fire. However, Cody, having disabled the robot and is kind of on lookout, a lot of military vehicles pull up around the office. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, MPs start getting out and they're rushing toward the building. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I wish That's I had something. Right reaction. I want to set things on fire. That's my instinct, but I, you're the one with the lighter. <laughs> I yell, hey, over here. All right. Uh, two of them give chase to you. Oh, they're chasing me? Yeah, oh, they didn't uh, take my innocent kid act in. All right, I'm gonna try to run then. All right. You have a bat? Do you have anything? <laughs> you want him to to hit the MPs? That seems like a low percentage move. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know I'm not gonna fight him. I'm so running. Two of them are chasing Cody, and the rest go into the office. Oh no! Manage to evade them. They give up chasing you eventually, uh, and you circle back around. And the last thing that you see is. Uh, the MPs escorting Mogu out in handcuffs. What? I'm the worst. <laughs> First it was a Stacy and now this. You gave me. <laughs> Down in the tunnel, because Cody and Mogu didn't have any way to communicate with one another, she doesn't realize that they're coming. Suddenly you're, you're surrounded by soldiers and uh, they immediately start dismantling that machine. Of course, when they do, the portal closes and... Uh, they tell you that you have the right to remain silent and you're being arrested for theft from the U S government. And they take that gizmo that you just plugged in, in the machine in as evidence. And in the aftermath, uh, you and your mom get vanished by the U S government. What do you mean vanished? I mean, the others don't hear from you again. They don't know what happened to you. Remind me never get you pissed. <laughs> Enzo is now in another dimension where everything is 
mostly the same, but his dad is now back to his old personality and his mom is there. Apparently what happened was... He gets to go to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently what happened, you gather that the Daryl Keatses of both universes were doing research along the same lines and managed to bridge to a parallel dimension and the one on this side was less than scrupulous and wanted proof that the bridge had been made, so he abducted you. And that's why he never seemed to care for you very much and why he was very cruel and unfeeling. Mm. Of course, Kevin, Jomar, and Cody don't know any of this. All they know is their two friends have vanished, and they're very sad. And we are at 8.30, which is a little over our time, but... We have successfully trapped Dord, Enzo, and Mogu out of the story for now. <laughs> Seriously. We'll be back. Honestly. <laughs> Better be back. <laughs> oh, but Enzo has, did he take my jacket through the portal? <laughs> uh, no, he dropped the jacket on the ground. Maybe. At the last he took minute. the hat. Took the hat, yes. Yeah, the hat and the glass. Okay. Look after Miss Peabody. poor mogu everybody's winning but her this has been episode three of the quantum childhood actual play rpg quantum childhood the music for this episode is entitled a rising wave by jeremy blake generously provided by the youtube no copyright music library the tales from the loop rpg is based on the art of simon stallenhog and uses the year zero game engine more episodes of Quantum Childhood and of the Geek at Arms podcast can be found at geekatarms.com. The music for this episode is entitled Relapse by White Hayes, 